1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, and NA member FDSE. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers Podcast, the podcast that can never be accused of making anyone want to overcelebrate. This week on Heart and Hand, Thistle, can we play you every week? <laughs> Welcome to Heart and Hand Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar, and I'm joined this week by Mr. Scott Van Nacker Hello. Can I just
0: say to the Thistle fans listening in, no points from four games against
1: us. That's criminal. I mean, that's that's pretty bad. Um, that actually takes a, and to still finish six. That that actually takes some dude. So they must have been really decent against. Pretty much everybody else because obviously they lost four times as they lost to the Celtic. So, the you know, the rest of the league they must have been quite good. Uh, it, is, it is a bit surprising, but we did rob them twice.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's probably as bad. What we did to them twice is probably as bad as breaking into the local Brioche and Craft beer shop.
1: <laughs> right, or, stealing. Ordering a crackdown on uh, sculpted beards. Yes. Um, there's actually a place.
0: And shawl Of all places Opened up And they do Beards Sculpting And waxing And styling oh, I don't know
1: It's the young Almost. folk Mate It's the young folk
0: I can't stand them
1: Can no, you? No, no young folk God no Um, Although it, it is our audience So I suppose We better pretend to As we
0: it. found out Yeah the demographic yeah. Is uh, quite young yeah, Younger but, than us But certainly. also
1: uh, Also quite a lot of Tims um, Last week was one of the most Downloaded shows ever Not I'm sure Anything to do with Like you went on it but uh, it does seem Misery loves company, and, and we were contacted by a lot of Celtic fans who would say things to us along the lines of, ha-ha, listen to you, uh, you're pure upset, ha-ha. And I'm like, well, firstly, yes, I am. Secondly, I'm not the fucking Muppet who's uh, got an anonymous Twitter account who's taking time out of his busy life to contact the support of another club, nor am I listening to a podcast of a rival club, which just wouldn't occur to me to do, because unlike you... Uh, I support my club rather than hate another club first. And then on top of that, it a download, a listen, shows up as a download, a lesson whether it's from a real person or whether it's from someone who owns one green and grey top that they wear 364 days a year. The other day, obviously, is, uh, is spent self flagellating.
0: Yeah. So what I would say is thanks for the listening. Thanks for the downloads. And um, always here fifty mm. pods a year. That I would go boys, hoist and download the whole lot. There's loads where this came from.
1: Yeah, exactly. So um, by all means, it, it, it doesn't annoy me, but they they didn't seem to grasp that, and uh, they, they they seem to get quite upset when you when you point out that. <laughs> Yeah, You know It immediately goes from them Trying You know There's lots of Smiley emoticons and stuff Or emojis Whatever they call them now And There's lots of those In their initial one When they're obviously Trying to wind up And then They see that you can't be wound up And then it's like Fucking hun bastard And you're like Yeah Do do you know what we should do David? That was close to the surface Do you know what we should do? What?
0: We should Go and tell them That if they got a special website There's a PayPal link To Crowdsurf to pure get it right up those heart and hand bastards, uh-huh. but just but it just goes straight to her bank account. Oh, like a donate button. Yeah, mm. and then they can all go to the hotel. It's a secret plot to get right at us because they <laughs> love crowd them and the yesers crowd stuff for everything. Not they give
1: a fortune. Crowd Scott. Crowd surfing is that thing that happens at gigs that you always get upset about.
0: Oh well, the other one then that you said.
1: Mm. You're you're not really down with the modern technology, are you? Talking to which? I heard a
0: song the other day From the fella that everyone loves now mm. Called Kendrick Lamar Oh yeah Called D-N-A Utter shy
1: <laughs> We should bring back Scott's musical reviews I think it would yeah. be
0: I know I also found out Something interesting as well Apparently there's a fella They all like And you know the footballers Who always used to tweet About putting Bolly on ice And going to see It was always uh, What do you call it What's Drake
1: Yeah
0: Well apparently they all like A fella called Stormzy now Oh
1: yeah, I, I'm vaguely aware of his presence, yeah. but I, I've told you before I've reached that stage in life now where I'm not listening to any music made by anyone younger than me.
0: It's, it's quite right. I think Alan Partridge was right mm. when he did a thorough investigation and found out there's no good music made no. after 1989. Um, there's there's no point. You listen to them, you listen to the business going on and it's terrible. Yes, so why exactly. why bother?
1: So uh with that we'll head into the, the heart of hipsterism. Um although you know, we always say that about playing Parthic Thistle and it's in fucking Mary Hill.
0: Yeah, I mean our pal our pal owl lives there, right? Yes. And that is not It's a gaslight in, place. Gasly it's nothing like Shoreditch. No anyway. it's, it's
1: really not. Um, you know, there may be people with sculpted beards But it's still not exactly a, a fabulous place to go But uh, it has been for Rangers this season It's been a really good place to go uh, Well, with... five minutes in total <laughs> Yeah, but what a, what a five minutes And almost a sort of rerun of the game earlier this season it, I don't really know how else to express it You know, you try to break this down And we, and we will do, as we do every week But I can't think of any other description That say that Rangers were just appalling for... 83 minutes and didn't look like a cohesive unit. There was no spark. They looked listless. They looked absolutely shorn of confidence and totally bereft of confidence with players arguing with each other on occasion and Thistle scored a really good goal from their point of view and I mean it was a terrific cross in and a a bullet header and looked comfortable because you couldn't see where any inspiration was going to come from from Rangers. And then, all of a sudden, from a long punt, the uh, returning Barry McKay, a guy who's been, you know, in Narnia for the last few weeks, he scores a goal utterly out of keeping with anything we've witnessed so far, where he controls it, this this punt at the park controls it, beats his man, goes into the box at pace, lovely dummy to let them all run past him, and then, you know, just a, a guided finish home. It was beautiful, and so out of kilter with everything else we'd witnessed and from that you're thinking, it can't happen again, and of course gods, uh, the sporting gods being cruel, uh, it does and in the 94th minute good move by Rangers again, Tavernier, when he does that when he drives in and makes things happen uh, similar to what he did at Parkhead earlier in the season, and some excellent play by Kenny Miller, floats a beautiful ball up, and Garner Gets in there, clever header, and boom—we've
0: won the game. I think there's a few things. Firstly, um, it's very difficult to think that there are nine teams worse than us in the league.
1: Mm. Um,
0: it, the first 83 minutes were utterly shite, just appalling. Um, talking to which uh, I was playing football last night, one of the guys was saying, "And the how's this for optimism? See, I love this, right?" He's like, "Oh, I'm right behind Pedro." He's like, "Do you know what he's doing?" And I was like, okay, what? He said, well, all season we tried passing the ball to each other and we tried pressing and we tried playing a high line at modern football and they couldn't do that. It's true. So now he's trying, punt the ball aimlessly in the air and giving the teams lots of room and having a really deep line in the edge of our own box to see if anybody can do that before (laughs) he's sells the And I was like, well, maybe. He's like, he's trying the only other things he can think of before he discards all of them for being shite. I thought, that's the point, that could be it. Um, and lastly about Tavernier Tavernier's the kind of player who will thrive with a better defence Tavernier, his runs and his game Depends entirely on the back door being shut mm. The problem this season is he gets To blame a lot because he bombs up And we always concede goals, repeatedly concede But then we can see goals From every position all the time Yeah, And I don't know if it's his fault He'll be the kind of guy who'd been like, You watch a lot of modern football David and I watch a lot on BT Sport We tweet each other and text each other Most teams now do use advanced full backs and to blame him for doing that, and to blame him for joining the attack, and then not being there to stop all the goals as well. I think the context of the modern game it is harsh. I think with a better defence, his role may become more defined next season. And I'm going to try and remain positive about Tav. I can't blame him for trying to be an attacking fullback. The days of being a fullback that stands just at the back all the time, it is gone. No teams play that way. He, he and t- to be honest, I do like what he contributes up front, and he's a big part to playing the goals. And I don't think it's his fault that we keep getting repeatedly caught by other teams. I, I think that's too simplistic.
1: He's had some nightmares, but they all have. So I don't think. Uh, I agree. I don't think he's been the worst. And that. But
0: do, this, do you have my point though that Rangers having attacking fullbacks doesn't mean automatically you must concede shitloads of goals? I mean,
1: I think we've reached the stage in this pod, Scott, where we know well enough that if I don't disagree with it, you might. That's as good as you're going to get. You might take that to the bank.
0: We sort of went, mm, and I'm take. Yeah, I'll take that. Okay. Yeah, that. that, that
1: uh, like I said, I think Tavernier's an odd one. He's had some really poor defensive performances, he's had some really decent ones. Um, I can think of a, the old form game, uh, the semi-final. I thought he was he was decent in the League Cup. So mm-hmm. he, yeah, I mean, he's 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 had some some good games. He's had some bad games. Tynecastle Castle in particular that springs to mind. But he does have that ability when he's he's got a bit of confidence to drive forward and make things happen. One thing that was so noticeable, and maybe it was the see, I was one of these people. I and I was tweeting this, uh, and I apologized for it afterwards because it's not often I'm wrong, but I was wrong. For eighty minutes, I thought this team has chucked it, but they clearly haven't because you know they they went on and they they got the win and they pushed for it and they got the win and deserved it. Well, didn't deserve it, but you know what I mean. Um, they aren't. Completely gone I don't think that that, that's fair of me to say that They're just not very good And they were totally without confidence Understandably after the shellacking that they've had uh, Both on the park and off it for the past few weeks But the change in them when that goal went in Mm -hmm. Was anyone could have seen it You know, you you would have thought It was like the old ready break adverts That they they suddenly had this glow about them And they, they just looked a completely different team and yeah, it it was a big one for us. It it confirms Europe and that's a big thing on this journey, much as people have tried to mock it, um mainly markets have tried to mock it. But it is a big thing. It's a real staging post in this journey, um in inverted commas. And to to have done it okay, not in the way we wanted, but we have done it, and there were times this season where it wasn't definite I think that we're entitled to enjoy that, which leads me on to the whole storm about Rangers over-celebrating. And I see that um, pod favourite Barry Ferguson weighed in with... "Oh, uh, well, it was sad. It was as if they'd won the World Cup. Um, and I thought about, you know, a kind of response and how to... Do- fuck off, Barry. Seriously. Yeah. Just yeah. fuck off, right? Stop laying the boots into the club and running with the rest of the media pack and coming away with shite like that. Any time any football team steals a game in the last ten minutes, last seven technically, after being shite, they're allowed to get a bit excited. When they're doing it after coming off one of the worst results ever, they're allowed to get a bit excited. And for you to give it, oh, we wouldn't have done that when I was there. Well, I can, can remember you doing it at Dundee in 1998. Um, so don't give me that, that teams don't do it. It's a natural emotion. And the fact that it's being discussed, here's the thing that I, I dislike about it, Scott. Right. People in the media criticise us because they said, ah, you were going for 55, um, you lack humility. Okay, right? Don't know if I agree with that, but okay, I, I can take that as a, a a point of view. But then the same people say when we celebrate a more realistic achievement, well, that's just sad that you're celebrating that. And it's like it's almost like it doesn't matter what we do that you're just going to pick on us anyway.
0: Absolutely. I also think contextually, on the pod, people can go back on iTunes or whatever, um, go back, and you'll see a pod that we did about the Hedge, the, B- the hedge, the first game, remember? Mm-hmm. And we all went, um, as a as a podcast, we all went together and uh, I, I drove us up. And we could not believe, we'd only got a licence two days before, we kicked off in the Amazon's Cup in Brecon, and now we've just qualified for the Europa League. I'm sorry, I think we're allowed to be quite happy, especially when it was the 94th minute. And as you say, it's this, it's this thing where show some humility. Well, let me just say that the Celtic players have been caught now on camera all week after their goals at Ibrox, shushing the fans, kissing the badge and making gestures towards our fans. Because they not have shown a wee bit of humility. It's a wee bit of humility. Why is it us that have to show humility when we win a game? Morton are playing Dundee United tonight in the playoffs. And do you think if they score a late winner, they'll show humility? No, they'll go mental, okay, as all well the fans. It's football. If if you don't want fans to celebrate with EC being an important milestone in football, take up another sport. I believe at rugby, all the fans stand together and politely applaud over a pint of mild. That's good. That's nice. It's not what football's about.
1: I get Tim slagging us no matter what because it's rivalry, it happens. And I'm not even going to say it's just them being mental. Although, you know... But,
0: that's a huge part of it
1: yeah. But it does happen that You're not going to look for something That the opposition do and go fair enough So that's okay What really disgusts me And genuinely does disgust me Is when I hear people in the media Slagging off People who pay into football For enjoying themselves Because that's what this was It was how dare you enjoy that Last minute rush of Scoring a winning goal Fuck off, I will not be lectured by people who don't pay in, who don't contribute anything to the game in this country, and in fact are, in many ways, responsible for its slow, inexorable slide into mediocrity and below that. So, these were people who had paid their money, and given it's a away support, probably paid their money all season. And on a lovely day, in May, you know, coming to the end of a season, and after terrible couple of weeks and then a terrible performance, they saw the team snatch an undeserved victory, one of the best feelings in football and they got a bit excited and I mean they, there was no bother cause there was nothing, it was they literally had a cuddle with the players and it's a nice bonding moment and then to, to did Rangers over celebrate there literally isn't another club in Scotland they would ask that about there isn't another club in Britain they would ask that about It's this bizarre thing of let's find an avenue to criticise them, both the club and their supporters. And because, you know, this was something where one of those rare occasions when footballers and fans actually commune these days, which doesn't happen uh, given the the large sums of money in football anymore, it's lost that community aspect between fans and players. It was an ideal opportunity for them and they went for it and it was the most patronising, joyless self-centred, idiotic, sneering, hate-filled shite that you can possibly imagine from increasingly irrelevant and increasingly looking like a last-century organ-breathing its last. I mean,
0: I think we'll probably have a pod at some stage, maybe the close season, about Scottish football journalism and where it's gone. I mean, the levels are so appalling. And... You and I now in this pod in about two minutes Could come up with and Jackson's next article Crazy Pedro rides his luck again But how can he recruit in the summer When he's only getting £2.50 to spend And surely the Super Celts were going for 57 in a row Yours and Jackson
1: I think the thing about Jackson is clearly it's a personal yep. thing between him and King. And I don't, you know, yeah. I don't, that's fair enough, uh, that can happen. And I wouldn't expect the guy to, if he's had a person falling out and he's been banned from Ibrox, you know, you, you kind of expect it. And it's up to Rangers fans to then decide, do you want to continue purchasing this thing? That's fine. You don't have a right to tell a newspaper what to write. I've I've always said that you have a right not to buy it. You don't have a right to say they shouldn't write this unless it's something you know illegal or hate mongering or whatever. Uh, Ally your favourite newspaper, the Daily Hile. but I think that when you're writing articles like he had one on Monday where he he said you know Kashina's made this team worse than Warburton, and it's like well, firstly he's got a better record than Warburton had with this team in his first eight games this season and his last eight games, so it, it's palpably untrue. That just isn't correct. Um, And then secondly, he said, you know, okay, Warburton had them playing a style that maybe wasn't effective. And you're like, okay, right, so Pedro has got this bunch of players who everyone knows are rubbish. There's a reason Pedro got the job. And when the previous manager who had assembled them, who you would think had them at their most confident, he had a style that didn't work. You're criticising Pedro for trying to take these confident, Sean shatter players, many of whom will be leaving, uh, and trying to find a system that works, you're suggesting it's worse to look for a solution than to stick to one that doesn't work. that doesn't make any sense
0: no i mean this this week I've been doing a lot of reading about you know the Champions League stuff and even the big games in England and a few articles about why the English teams aren't in the final stages and but just some really good journalism from about Europe, some really interesting stuff on Juventus. And how they've laid down the marker for the other clubs in Italy. And it's just interesting you go through. Scottish football, never once when you flick through the sports pages, you stop and go, bloody hell, a long-form article? Mm. My God, I think I'll read this. It's just all shite about Super Sinks. It's staying for 10 in a row. With a picture of Sinclair giving a thumbs up. Mm. And it's just, it's, there's no journalism involved. And that's the problem with Scottish football. Now, whether it's the fans, don't want any. Maybe you create your own market by the type of things you want to read. Maybe we've got no patience. Maybe the good journalists have all gone down south. Like, I remember a good article I read once in the Fall of Bowl of Fanzine about Kevin McCarrah mm. apparently, and he talked about why he went down south as soon as he could and why he wrote about English football. Yeah. And maybe that's what happens to a lot of them. No, Patrick absolutely
1: Bar- is. If you look at guys like yeah. Jonathan North, Bartley, yeah, yeah. Um, If you have any talent, you're in England. This is like football.
0: Yeah, and I just think it's appalling that obviously Pedro's a nutter, right? But he won a game, so he can't be Pedro's nutter. We can't do that again. So what happened is, they celebrated too much. And if we lose at the weekend to Hearts, it will be um, even Cathro can beat them. Crazy Pedro. And they put a picture of him wibble with pencils up his nose. And you know what? It's just utter shite. It's just, there's no thought. Why is Pedro shite at football management? Tell us, write a tactical summary, a prestige of Santos Laguna and how they played. Tell us why it's unsuitable to the SPL. Tell us what you've heard about his recruitment. And why that won't work. And tell us why he's destined to fail. Or shut the fuck up.
1: Mm. Or even just wait and see. And write about what's happening. Rather than start from a conclusion. Which is, he's a funny foreigner. Let's all point and laugh. And then walk back looking for evidence. Because that's what's happening. And everything, everything he does is poured over. And used as more evidence of him being a crazy nutter. And you know with the amount of i hate to see uncle tom's so I won't in the media but i mentioned ferguson earlier chris boyd's another one and if they think that by by going along with a party line that they're endearing themselves to rangers fans they should have another thing coming because we don't take kindly to seeing people that are supposed to be on our side lining up with the bully and I remember years ago, Gordon Smith talking about this, is he'd been very critical of Rangers when he was at the BBC and kind of admitted himself that he'd sort of done that. He'd sort of just ran along with the party line. And then he came to do a half-time draw at Ibrox and he got booed and he was visibly upset. And he was asking about it afterwards and people were telling him, well, what do you expect? You know, you're on sports scene at the time um, every week and you're nothing but negative about Rangers. And what do you expect the fans to do? And... I think that I don't expect ex-players to just sing a party line, you know, a la Derek Johnson. I don't expect that. And I think that when last season, I think it was Scott Brown was talking about Andy Walker and he said, you know, you think he would be stick up for the club more. And of course, no, you don't because he's he's in the media. But nor should every single utterance be aggressive and demeaning, which is what these are. And it's very difficult to, to take the And what it does is it just sours the relationship. It just absolutely spoils the relationship. And, I mean, it's clear with Ferguson that he's got eyes on that job. Um, but rather than earn he appears determined that he'll create a vacancy by stirring up more dislike and mistrust. And that, to me, is not the way you go about it. Well, it's maybe the way he goes about things, but it's not the way I would want Rangers and ex-Rangers to go about. That's maybe just me, is it?
0: Well, I don't know, I mean, and the Boyd thing, you could say, is like, there's always this impression I get with Chris Boyd, it's like, he's trying to pretend that the chaos that surrounds Rangers is why he was shite when he came back, hmm. why he couldn't score any goals, it's almost a kind of, well, look at look at what Rangers are like, a basket case, of course I was overweight, eight cakes and scored no goals, look at the neck of the club, and it's a self-justification, and Ferguson's the same, it's like, I want to be a manager or a coach, so I'm going to put the boot in. I'm going to blame the turbulence and blame it being a, such a shit club that they wouldn't appoint me. I'm a genius. Everyone's writing as if the smokescreen of Rangers being in trouble at the moment masks my own personal agenda. Mm. And I agree with David. More than should just write as if to say, deep down, when push comes to shove, I'm a Rangers fan. We're surrounded by a sea of sharks. And occasionally it's important to rally the troops. And it's important to go up and basically see where are the people. Um, and people respect you more for, in the time of Troubles for speaking out for us Because we do have long memories And if we start getting anywhere in the next few years The people that decided to put the boot in We're not going to forget
1: No, we're not that's, that's, They should be very clear on that, we're not Now, moving on then to some of the stuff that's been mentioned this week Some departures um, First of all, completely different I mean, you could not get more different ends of the spectrum here um, it's Twenty. Been this a record dave 22 years apart 24 24 years apart in the same day mm-hmm. um yeah. billy gilmer probably the worst kept secret football has gone to chelsea i believe uh rangers stand to get around about half a million um which they had to do because if they'd allowed the uh, you know them to run down his schoolboy contract they'd get a development fee around sixty thousand. so Billy Yilmer is, is off to Chelsea and the news broke today that Clint Hill has uh, been told he won't be offered an extension on his contract. Sad news in different ways. Um, I, I'll i start with Gilmore and I'm not one of these people, right, first of all the whole well oh, he'll never play at Chelsea, well he may not, but you have to understand that this is a 15 year old who's been given the opportunity to set himself and his family up for life and Yes, we all you know, we can all sit here in the Rangers tops and kiss the badge and say we're pure staunch. You're not being in that position, it's hard to judge. There's also the fact that people are saying, Well he doesn't you know, he'll never play, he clearly thinks he will, you know, footballers have to believe that. He's certainly good enough that they've you know they've attracted that attention in the first place. But even if he doesn't, as as has been shown time after time after time, products of Chelsea's youth system are valued down south. Um, they are wanted. So again, he's basically taking care of his next, what, probably three contracts. Probably taking care of himself to 24. Is it the best thing for his development? I don't know. Time will tell. You know, if in 10 years Billy Gilmer is an absolute standout player, he he was totally right. But I can understand why he and his family have arrived at that decision. And yes, it's sad from our point of view, and it really is, but... I think that we, we need to maybe take a step back and, and be human rather than football fans.
0: I think that's certainly true. He's, he's decided that even if he doesn't actually end up playing for Chelsea, if you look at somebody like Tammy Abrams this season, he's on loan in the Championship, banging in the goals, and he will get a clubbed. Someone like Tammy Abrams will end up making a fine career at football. I think Gilmore reckons the same. And while he's waiting, of course... He'll also be getting twenty to thirty grand a week rather than five grand a week.
1: Yeah.
0: While he's waiting to make the breakthrough somewhere, and of course they've got great facilities down there and world class coaches and everything. You know, probably they've got some sort of crystallised champagne shower. Yes. It costs a million pounds. It's, it, we can't compete with facilities and offer either. However, um, I'm not sure if it's right for his development. He'll probably end up playing at Vitesse Arnhem for a while. He will. Um, but that, I,
1: that that might not. You know, with all due no, respect, no. playing for a couple of seasons in the Dutch League probably is barely, a higher standard than yeah. playing in
0: Scotland. I think the worst thing about this deal, probably and the reason we're getting the response from some fans that we're getting is because of how we feel about it. People are saying, Billy Gilmore, you're a sucker, you're a mug. I think that's just reflecting deep down that we're hitting out the way because of the two things it says. Number one, it says that being on the verge of a breakthrough to our first team still isn't as tempting as joining the Chelsea treadmill. Mm-hmm. And a lot of fans who are brought up on Smith and Advocat and Soonis find it this hard to imagine, how playing for Rangers' first team on that pitch isn't the same as playing for Chelsea's eighth team. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's a mindset shift. And secondly, people looking at the use system, and people at home hands up here, I'm, I'm somebody who's cried out about this for years, years and years, about getting it sorted. And you're and looking at the academy, system and you're realising with a sort of heavy heart that there are no secrets in football anymore no, anywhere in the globe and that if we do find more superstars like Billy Gilmore and apparently I do believe our under 13s, 14s, 15s are very good, it's starting to really click, they will be poached by clubs and if it isn't Chelsea it will be Man City or Bayern or uh, Red Bull, Leipzig and we're going to find it very hard now to see somebody through from that age to the first team and fans are now starting to ask themselves, and they're doing this by way of calling Billy Gilmore a wanker, but what they're seeing is the much wanted youth system may not be the conveyor belt of talent. No. And it may and it may have to be seen differently. It may be seen as a source of income. To, and some of that income may be used to buy first team players. For example, if you sell a couple of Billy Gilmores a year for like a million pounds, yeah. it, it, it may be very difficult for us to fend off. I think we've talked to this once before a while back, and it was like we thought we were and saying Billy Gilmore, never heard of him, but it, fans are now looking at the reality of the conveyor belt of talent. It's the same with coaches, you get a coach in, you pay him a bit more, you put him through his UEFA uh, Pro license, and you get somebody maybe from the German system over here, and they're fantastic. They'll be poached because Brighton, Birmingham, Villa, Derby—that's just the Championship. These teams have got budgets five times the size of ours. Yeah. If we do something that is exemplary, ahead of its time, and shows real talent. If we have somebody outstanding in sport, fitness or nutrition, we won't keep them for five years. We'll be lucky to keep them for a year. And the fans, this Billy Gilmore thing has brought home to a lot of people that we are going to get the best and the brightest talents picked out, like a magpie, going for shiny objects. Mm.
1: It is, it's unfortunate, but it's the reality of the world that we're living in The other one is Clint Hill And, well, there's a little bit of me that's quite sad Because I think that Clint Hill, along with Kenny Millen and Wes Fodringham, Are the players who can say, you know what, I did as much as I could And can look myself in the mirror um, I I don't think we should be keeping a 39-year-old on for another year Um and I think it it was more a reflection on How bad Warburton's signing and defensive coaching was That Clint Hill became, if you like, the standout defender And I would rather we developed Bakes I would rather that we, you know, at least tried to Than, than rely on Clint Hill for another season And he has entered into the Bert Korn and Ugo pantheon Of Old Firm Goal You'll always look back and go, aye, I remember that I I just thank him uh, for a good year's service And I hope he's got fond memories of the club But I, I think it was the right move
0: Yeah, bittersweet, I'm the same I thought he did really well He'd always be welcome for a pint But the concept that a 39-year-old journeyman Became our best player Is just too awful <laughs> to contemplate It really does symbolise what went wrong with the season Almost from the word go yeah. And I think, fair play to him I think he'll get play a coach job somewhere and he'll do a very good job and he'll represent whoever he joins really well, very professionally.
1: Absolutely, and uh, he's, he's a ghost with best wishes. Um, some others might not be. The rumours that we're hearing. <laughs> well, I'm you know, just, just being honest. It's a long list. Uh, the rumours that we're hearing is players, that... Uh, and these are just rumours at this point, so please. But the rumours that we're hearing is Rob Kiernan, uh, or are. Uh, Rob Kiernan has been told to find the club down south. Uh, Harry Forrester is another one who's been told to to find a club down south probably the first of a few and I don't, I mean it's quite clear he doesn't fancy either of them Kiernan's an odd one Um, Stephen Smith I think described him brilliantly where he said he's he's got six cans of lager but he doesn't have the bit of plastic that's holding them all together Um, he does have qualities it would be foolish to just say ah he's pish Um, he is an anagram of a good player. You know that the, there are all the bits, but in completely the wrong order. And Forrester is talented, but the application level just isn't up to what it should be.
0: No, especially he came to us from Hartlepool, Doncaster, and, Doncaster, so and he's not that young.
1: He's no, he's 25-26 now,
0: and. This was probably his opportunity, and I think he will look back and regret it. I know he's had fun; I'm sure he's had a lot of fun, but mm. I, I don't think he ever really realised what would, what it would require to hold down a first team place. And you know, he and the two loanees apparently have returned to their parent both clubs gone, already, yeah,
1: both gone. because
0: they won't play again due to niggling injuries. I have my own opinions, but you know, fair play—that's cleared the decks a bit. And there are other rumours about certain players who will be leaving us and joining us. Um, and I don't know. Do we talk about transfer rumours in this in sh- this
1: podcast? Um, well, we can. I mean, the the one that everyone's talking about is uh, Rashid. Uh, is it Sumia Sumayala, yes, S- Somalia. Yeah. yeah, Somala, yeah. Um, from uh, Pedro's old club in Qatar. Yes. And that uh, that that one appears to be very much a goer. And uh, haven't I mean anyone who's saying anything other than you know welcome, <laughs> you're a fibber. Because you haven't watched them other than the uh, the obligatory YouTube video. So, uh, centre half, clearly a position that we need. Obviously, somebody Pedro knows, and you, he's been here long enough that you would think he ha- had an understanding of whether or not this guy could play in this league.
0: I know, yeah, and also the other rumour, of course, is Pedro Mendes's chum, uh, Bruno Alves.
1: Yep, and um, uh, another reason why you shouldn't keep Howell if you're bringing in Alves as your kind of veteran centre back. Then you really shouldn't have two of them.
0: Yep. Working our way forward, um, there are rumours about Ryan Jack.
1: Although I think that most people are convinced he's going to the
0: MLS. Yeah, nothing announced yet, though. Still nothing announced. Uh, Kenny I've, McLean. I've got to Aberdeen. be honest
1: and say that as a Scotsman, I'd probably want a crack plane playing for Rangers. But again, in terms of lifestyle. Go well, yeah,
0: back, I mean living in America. Yeah, living yeah. in
1: America for two you know, that is a tough one.
0: Yeah, Kenny McLean is another rumour from Aberdeen. It would cost money, but I don't know. Um, and There's a lot of
1: sneering from, from Rangers fans about Aberdeen players. And I understand that because we've had a good record against them this season and that's when you see them. But they're above us in the league, you know. And, and this is, you know, I, I, I don't think Rangers fans should be humble, but occasionally we, we may just want to think a second before we sort of get... So the whole, he's shite, he'll not make us any better. I remember in the mid-90s when... You know, the shoe was in the other foot when it comes to Scottish football. And when Celtic would sign players from domestically, which we just did not do. I mean we'd the Ball and Bullen, can't really remember Duncan Ferguson, probably about And they would sign players and we would go, Ha! Are these idiots and then they would go on and have long and successful careers for them because players can get better playing with better players. So you don't you can't go out and sign eight or nine great players from abroad to come in you can sign maybe three or four that will raise the team and then you can hopefully augment that with players who will do much as we said about Tavernier earlier who will play better in a better side so I think that that there's that element from signing players from abroad I'm not saying they'll be successful by the way I don't know I'm just saying that this automatic thing they're playing in Scotland therefore they're shite I don't know if I agree with that
0: it's also well they strengthen the squad and people have to remember we were joking a minute ago About not, not really missing Any of the squad If they left Apart from like Clint Hill And it's not that far From the truth Our average level The average squad level We had Was not good enough So if Ryan Jack comes in And is a bit bit better Than what we've got Then there's nothing Wrong with that There's that, nothing wrong With somebody who improves The average level Of you, the squad Yeah
1: that's that's a good point Because the other thing About it is, is It's going to be Incremental improvement Hopefully You're not going to go From not to 60 in 4 seconds You know it's, it's going to take A bit of time So you don't go from, if you like, an Andy Halliday To a Nigel Spackman level player You know, you're going to have to As I say, go up in increments That's just the reality of the situation That we find ourselves in um, And they're not
0: up front, of course I'll leave you to break the news Well,
1: well, there's one I want to talk about Just before we get to okay. that um, Graham Dorans Who I think is the sort of Stuart Baxter <laughs> Of Rangers transfer rumours Yes Um, I just think he always pops up And I, you know he must be permanently in home bases across Scotland mm. um, if Dorans is a good player but he's not good enough for us to spunk a wad on if you know what I mean in terms of wages
0: Yeah, if it's true that he's in 43 grand a week at the moment then I agree there's he's not good enough for anyone including Dave King or anyone to say okay okay we'll gamble on Dorens. Mm. he's not at that level and if he's willing to negotiate on salary fine but You're right. The level he's at at the moment, he's not a game changer enough. Mm -hmm. In our situation, he he would be an improvement.
1: We're not saying he's not a good player. He is a good player, and he would be good for us. But I don't know if he'd be forty grand a week good. No, I don't think no. Um, And and what forty grand is to us at the moment? And yes, the other one. Well, there's two um, possible returns that I think we should we should discuss. one is well, both rumoured. One, I think, has probably a wee bit more substance than the other. Let's start with the playing one. Stephen Naismith.
0: Uh, over to you, David.
1: I have no distance. I am not a fair person to ask on this one, Scott. No, I am I very know. blinkered. Because, as you know, as long time listeners to this pod will know, I was Stephen Naismith's biggest fan. I was his... During the, the kind of first couple of years when he struggled at Rangers, I was the one who said he'll come good. I was desperate for us to buy him. And I said he'll come good. He will come good. Trust me. I was nearly boxing with a guy at we drew with Partick Thistle in the cup uh, at Ibrox one time and he was having a go and I was, uh, let's see, nearly fighting with this guy about him. I loved him. I loved him like a son. And when he came good, it was brilliant. And then what happened, happened. And you know how they say there's a thin line between love and hate? Well, I fucking vaulted it. You're a lover scorned. uh, Very much so, yeah. And I have trouble with it in that he absolutely would improve our squad. He has exactly the type of attitude that we lack and we desperately need. But that fucking press conference...
0: Yeah, my, my my dear dad put it to me that he said basically, I suppose at the time the club was a mess, Charles Green was a mess, nobody knew what was going on. Maybe he, maybe he was confused. He I, I, I didn't look confused.
1: Mm. I think I so, long, when, so long as we get a full apology and he nuts Scott Brown in the first Old Farm game.
0: Yes, I, I, could... I think a, a mere culpa. Is absolutely if he comes back and doesn't mention anything that happened, then that will be very difficult for him to come back from that. Yeah. He must take it. The first press conference has to be. This has to be dealt with head on. And yeah. that is certainly something he's going to have to talk about it.
1: Yeah, it's like this summer will have applicants and supplicants, and he's in the latter category. Yes. And I think that I liken it to basically that a party in a marriage has cheated and they've decided to stay together for the kids. Um, it'll be okay, but it'll never be what it was for me. So, But, as I say, from a footballing point of view, there's no argument against it. If we could get him, it would actually be a bit of a coup. Uh, the other thing, though, is I'm not prepared to believe that uh, it's definitely going to happen until I see it, because he strikes me as exactly the type that would... Consider an offer from the dark side, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know? And and before people say ah, Celtic wouldn't want him, this is exactly the kind of deal that Lotwell likes doing because he's permanently fixated on Mo Johnston. So before anyone says ah they wouldn't spend money just to annoy us, Scott Allen Yeah, they would, they certainly would. Yeah. So there's no doubt about that. Now the other one is an off the fool one and I think it was started off by last week uh, there was some news articles that David Murray had got back on Scotland's Rich List for the first time in a few years and then all of a sudden people began to say oh you're hearing rumours David Murray might be trying to buy back into Rangers. Um, oh I'd be good, you know, would you take him? Oh, of course you know David Murray did, isn't it? And you always get the people who come out and say things like, you oh, know, you know, he gave his nine in a row and okay it went bad at the end. um. I swore too much, Scott, last week on the show. I admit it, I did, and I try not to because you're I emotional sh- man, you're an emotional. Man. I well, I'm, I'm not usually, you know that. I'm, well, no,
0: no, you hate everyone.
1: Yeah, uh, but it came out, and it was, uh, I was more angry than I thought I was until I did the pod. Uh, it turned out, and it all just came, came out. It was sort of like shaking up a bottle and then opening it, and that's what happened. So I've tried not to swear too much this week. I think I've only dropped one f bomb. That's about to change. To any Rangers fan out there who's saying things like, I nine in a row and, you know, if he can help, he should. Are you fucking mental? I mean, just genuine, are you fucking mental? This would be like the Royal Bank of Scotland seeing their share price go down and go, does anybody have Fred Goodwin's number? It's utterly... It would be like the Stop the War Coalition phoning Tony Blair. It's just not possible in any way to forgive this guy for what he did to us. Now, if he wants to just give us money, take no power and say this is for all the damage I've done, that's one thing. But if he's trying to get the band back together and recreate the 1990s... Why would you entr- Why would anyone entrust our club to this guy? This guy caused more damage to Rangers than anyone, including Jockstein.
0: Um Before I give my comments, could you just excuse me for one second, David? I'm just going to go over to the other side of the room for a minute. Is that okay? Yeah. Oh, please God, no! Thank you.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, that just about sums it up, I think.
1: Uh, I do understand people are desperate for investment and desperate for any good news and I, and I totally get that. But firstly, stop living in the past, and secondly, I'll fuck up and fuck off. Yeah, there you go. Shh. You know that's end of end of discussion. I think that, that 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 sums it up. Frankly, Scott, we have just some time for you to uh, to give us, but probably time for a couple. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen. To do this week's Sporting Integrity Award The award that could only exist in Scotland Yes, is Mr Scott Vandenacker
0: Hi folks um, It is suitable We live in a country Thankfully we live in a country football wise It's a tin pot dictatorship Whereas if we criticised against the government Perhaps in an actual dictatorship We'd get shot mm. Here we can poke fun at them Because they're simply pathetic straw men um, Which It's easier for us Easier for you Easy for everyone. They're hapless, ineffectual, tainted and corrupted and awful, but they have no real power and can't imprison us. Thank goodness for that. So I'm going to do with legends today, David, okay? Just a couple of quick, quick okay. legends. But
1: they could probably imprison you if they catch you singing.
0: It depends what song
1: it was. and Let's not talk
0: about some of them Anyway, yeah. yes. Uh, Diego Maradona.
1: Now, Diego, to
0: people of a certain age, i.e. my age, is a true legend. Indeed. Nutter wonderful footballer, paranoid drug-taking maniac, and a man who's completely and utterly irrational, whose book is the finest work of footballing yes, literature. It oh, David summed up to me once brilliantly in the pub. Diego joins club and everyone loves him because he's the best player in the world. Diego lives up to that hype. Diego has problems because of other people, not Diego. Mm. Diego leaves club Sorry fans It yeah. simply wasn't my fault That's
1: it Diego turns up Fans love Diego Diego loves fans Bastard chairman ruins it Diego leaves And that happened. that that's basically The story of his book Over and over again But he tells it With such a, a Wonderful self See the way you described them there Is me but without The footballing ability he, he, Yes he's actually He's basically If you were Davide Edgario Yeah um, If I still took drugs And still ha- Or not still But had access to firearms I'd probably have, have gone down that path as well But anyway Diego Maradona Scott Why why are you talking about him? Well I'm talking about him Because he's got a fantastic new gig David And maybe it's deserved
0: Maybe he deserves to be A FIFA Goodwill Ambassador Do you yeah. think he does? Yeah absolutely Okay And at the press conference To unveil the fact That he was a FIFA Goodwill Ambassador he was asked about a scuffle with a reporter that he'd had back in uh, Argentina. And he said, I didn't hit. I hit him, I destroy him. He wouldn't have a nose left or a face. Two hits, I hit him, he hits the ground. Fucking, God, it's been years since I've heard that. Yes,
1: and that's a goodwill <laughs> ambassador unveiling. Well, clearly, Diego joins FIFA. FIFA loves Diego. Diego loves FIFA. Bastard reporter spoils it. Absolutely, you see that—that's the thing. That's the thing. Uh, and
0: uh, the next legend, I think, uh, uh, of that we're going to deal with is the. It's not somebody associated with being a legend, but I like him. I like his cheek up and fold. Sheikh Abdullah Al Thani. Okay. Is that really his name? Yes. Sp- I don't know if it's rhyming slang. I'm not sure. How's the Al Thani round your way? Yeah, exactly. I, but, I, I think uh... he's the president of Malaga. Okay. Okay, yeah. and um, he was accused, accused David of wanting to sack Marcello Romero, the coach. Okay, so first, so on the first of March, he posted on Twitter, I support Mr. Romero and all the players, I trust him. We're a family, we're the Malaga family. Hashtag, vamos Malaga seems fair. More pressure, 5th of March. Now, this is how you cannot disbelieve a man who says this from Koran. 11.56. I rely on Allah, my lord and your lord. There's no living creature, but he holds it tight by its forelock. Surely my lord is on the right path. And that was his quote to people that said he was going to sack Marcello Romero. You can't... Could you disbelieve him after that, David? No. Nope. You... The next day he sacked Marcello Romero.
1: Ah. But, to be fair, things might have happened, transpired over that evening that we don't know about.
0: We don't know the full story, but... um, it, it, He was a man of his word right up until he wasn't
1: Yeah well I I, for one Scott I'm not going to make any comment at all On anything to do with the uh, Involving the Quran I don't think any of us are Other than uh, Good on you Yes I think that that's uh,
0: Yes And and she went with our favourite legend At the moment A living legend though A playing legend Zlatan Go on We love Zlatan don't we We do Zlatan's agent has hinted About his career after football Already David, and Wait, I'll injury, uh, you.
1: Given, given that injury, you know, that, that's maybe brought that, oh. that discussion forward.
0: Relate, it's related to the injury. Zlatan Ibrahimovic's agent has raised hopes that he'll be back to his best following a knee surgery after the doctors were stunned by the Swedes' progress. Ibrahimovic underwent an operation on damaged knee ligaments in the US a fortnight ago. I will miss the rest of the season and some of the start of the next campaign. But Mino Raiola has suggested the forward has a good chance of resuming his playing career once he's recovered. He told Swedish newspaper Expressen, "'His knee is so strong that the doctors said they'd never seen anything like it. He has a knee that is impossible. It's impossible for a football player with a 20-year career to have this knee. It was clean. There was no harm inside this knee. Zlatan is so strong, the doctors want him back after his career for medical research.'"
1: Don't you have to be dead for medical research?
0: That was the alarming part. Not not just retired.
1: Well, uh,
0: nobody's told Zlatan clearly that they're going to kill him and. (laughs) should donate his body to to medical science. Look, if Mino Raiola can't get money out of another transfer, he has to look for it in other ways. And killing him, pickling him, sending him to a Swedish hospital. Maybe
1: that's the way. I, I don't know. Well, or, or he could send him to Celtic because you know. Let, let's face it. If there's an ambulance to be chased, that's very.
0: Okay. Plus, he probably supported them when he was young, anyway.
1: Undoubtedly, I think that I, I think that we can all accept that he listened back in Helsingborg or whatever. To uh, I, I think we can all accept that that he he grew up loving Rahoops and his granddad. His granddad probably told him stories of. The famous Lisbon Lions, etc., etc. I think
0: so. I think to be honest, um, he's only one of an army of billions around the world, and 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 who knows internationally and universally, planets as yet undiscovered. Indeed,
1: I want to bring one to the table. It's an odd one, okay. I'm not going to lie to you. It's an odd one. Gillingham striker Rory Donnelly. ...has been suspended by them. He's, he's not the most
0: famous player. Um, could but, you maybe... what What's the story there, David?
1: Well, uh, he was uh, suspended before their League One match with Northampton... Um, ...with immediate effect. And there are rumours online that it was to do with sort of... Oh God, how can I say this politely... Misconduct in the sexual area. Oh, okay. Mhm. Um, and I don't want to comment on that because it's it's very serious, as we saw with Adam Johnson, and you've got to let the proceedings take take their take the course. However, yeah, one thing that did emerge is that he has been dressing up, or or I don't know how to put it. I mean. He... Is adopting it, the per, persona... Yeah. A persona? He or a, has been dressing up in women's clothes and not yourself out, you know, whatever's come for you. But then taking pictures of himself and advertising his services as an escort is the rumour.
0: Oh, that... Oh.
1: Now, it might not be true, but there are pictures. So... If it's not true, Rory Donnelly, we apologise. However, if it is true, you can dress up the way you want. Young people, actually, I'm going to address this to you, young folks, you can dress up the way you want. If you want to wear the sussies, suspenders, and do the lipstick, wear a wig, knock yourself out. If you want to shove a can of body spray and the sofa up your arse in the privacy of your own home knock yourself out. It'd probably be better if you're trying to get like a chair leg up your arse to knock yourself out first. But go for it. It's your arsehole and what goes up it is entirely your call. I think we've always said we're libertarian when it comes to arseholes aren't we Scott?
0: To be brutally honest one of the pod's Taglines is always in the podcast. It does not mind what you shove up your arse.
1: No, never have, never will. It's your arsehole and what goes in it and out of ah, it is entirely as long as it's your, your own business. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be a bit offside to take someone else's deodorant and shove it up their arse. Yeah, don't shove other people's stuff up your own ar- or theirs. Unless or their they arse. ask you.
0: Well, oh yeah,
1: obviously, yeah, yeah. That's the caveat. Yeah, yeah. but don't take photographs of it and then be upset when they become public domain especially when your job is in the public domain yeah but it's this thing it it happens all the time right oh photos hacked leaked and whatever and they always act shocked and it's like why because this is what happens the only way to avoid anyone seeing nudie pictures of you is not to take nudie pictures So if you dress up as fucking Elsie Tanner and then take pictures, although in his case, allegedly, he then advertised himself in an escort magazine, which is probably taking it to extremes. Well, well, I suppose,
0: in Rory's defence, he probably thought, like, it's a very outdated thing, they're very outmoded, and it's not something this pod has ever had any truck with. But a lot of people might suspect that in Kent that people who read Contact Gay Magazines or were on grinder wouldn't necessarily be season ticket holders at Gillingham. Mm. But of course, everything's changed these days. And all it takes is one fan, who's both a practising homosexual and a Gillingham fan, to see the same per- person in the match programme and cock out in their Contact magazine. That is true. Clearly. And it's, like, it's a bit of a risk to say, I bet you nobody reads this who's a football fan. These days, you just can't... can't take that for
1: granted. Or just come out. Yeah. Because it's going to come out. Um, So, I'll just say, you know, I'm... As you say, I'm gay. Nobody, you know, I I would like to think... Yeah, there would probably be some abuse, but you would know that there would be such a crackdown that anyone abusing them would be facing jail time. You know that. Because there will be a level of protection that maybe didn't exist 10, 15 years ago. Um... But no, I I am... I, look, listen, whatever anyone wants to shove up... I mean, I had a mate who used to put things in his foreskin. Um, and he, he once got three grapes, a bit of cheese and a bit of chocolate. And that was quite impressive. And well, that, that was like his party trick. With, with party food? Yeah, well, indeed, it was the food that, you know, you had to hand kind of thing. And if you want to do that, then that's okay. But none of us took pictures of it. And he also didn't He didn't want to play For Gillingham Or did he? I'm sure I'm sure he might have But he would have said Before he went to play For Gillingham I've got this cool Party trick Where I can get Lots of things In my foreskin Do
0: you want to see it At the induction night? Yeah
1: Or like at my uh, press Unveiling I'll say like, oh, yeah. I'm hoping to score A lot of goals Also If you want to Hand me over Like a couple of Sausage rolls Watch this
0: Yeah I mean That would have uh, Got it all out the open Literally mm. Um, that I think yeah, it's a strange, strange thing that you can. What I'm thinking though, right? Imagine how exhausting it must be to be obviously a gay male escort, right? Mm. And especially when you're trying to be a footballer at the same time. What,
1: I'm, not
0: accusing, I'm, not, I'm not accusing any of our players of anything, David. Right? Mm. I'm not saying anything about our players, but it would explain a lot. The lethargy, you know, or the lack of fight. Of, I'm just saying. I'm just
1: putting it out there. Hmm. I, 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 I don't think that that. Oh, God. it was a joke for God's sake, people! It was a joke. Well, anyway, okay. I'm going to award it to uh, the super agent. What's his name? Mino Rioli. Congratulations, Mino! You're the winner of this week's sporting integrity award. Okay then, folks, all that means for me to do is to thank an executive producer in London, Mr Mike Lee and Mr Paul Miles, to tell you where you can get in touch with us. Just search on Facebook for Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, and leave us a message. You can follow me on Twitter, I'm at ibroxrocks. Scott is? Scott Heart Hand. And you can also follow Cammy, he's at beat. That beat. Um, Now next week we'll be doing something slightly different We'll be getting the guest who won the spot uh, At our live show He'll be joining us next week Looking forward to that And we'll also have some clips of the live show uh, Tagged on at the end of it So it'll be a sort of live show special But we'll obviously discuss the game um, That's upcoming on Saturday So Scott, thank you very much
0: Thank you very, 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 very much
1: My name's David Edgar And I'll talk to you again this time next week Cheers, bye